Hello and welcome to the Behind the Wheel podcast, the culmination and brainchild of my own love for cars, but also my determination to ensure that nobody ever goes to what I've been through. That is hating their nine to five and living only for the weekends. In learning, right? You just gotta just try and taste new things. I think you gotta just, um, you know, whether that's if they want to go into this industry, you know, you gotta you gotta try it. You gotta take action. You gotta either, you know, you need to find out what you're good at. You gotta just keep posting um, and being regular, and just just keep keep going at it. I think you just gotta have that motivation in, in you. Um, starting out in any sort of business. I think you've got to enjoy what you're doing. And it's quite cliche, a lot of people say it now. I think it is truly kind of, you know, you need to think about that. Um... Jay, it is so good to have you on the podcast, man. Thank you so much for joining us. It's such a pleasure to have you, man. No worries. Thank you for having me. It's really exciting. No, nah, not at all, not at all. Um, I guess, first and foremost, Jay, and I ask all my guests this uh, at some point in the podcast, but I'm going to begin with it today. Yeah. Uh, what does your dream five car garage look oh, like? Five. Wow, that is. A... You've only got five, man. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, okay. Are we starting from number one? Yeah. Let's. Well, actually, no. Yeah. Uh, let's do your your your. Yeah. Let, let's go from five to one. Five to one. Okay. Um, I'm going to choose a variety of cars, not just supercars. I think in this yeah. selection. Um, I think. I think I'd go with something like really simple, like um, like a daily, like an RS3 or something like that. Now the RS3 is number five, um, number four. This is tricky. Um, I think I have to think practical wise as well. Um, it has to be like a an SUV, so maybe the new Range Rover um, autobiography. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then now we're moving up to some serious cars. Um, number three, let's say. I'm gonna go with. This is tricky. Uh, let's go with. I'm gonna say like a. Let's go with an Aurus. Because uh, why not? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, that's like a fast SUV, and then. Okay, so number one and two. So two has to be a supercar, and I think one has to be a hypercar. So. Number two, I think I'm gonna go with the Lamborghini Performante. Okay. I think that's one of the best cars I've been in in terms of just usability. And yeah. then number one, this is going to be tricky, uh, maybe controversial, uh, since I'm such a big Lambo fan. Um, I'm going to say a LaFerrari Puerto. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see that coming, man. Yeah. Not a lot of people have seen that coming, but there is a few Ferraris there behind me. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's amazing. That's yeah. Nice, nice. Um, I guess uh, for those who um, haven't come across yourself or for those who are not aware of your super kind of amazing um, Instagram presence, uh, just talk yeah. us through like kind of um, your page and, and, and to a certain degree what you do and, and how it all began, man. Yeah, sure. Um, I've been like a petrohead since I was, you know, young kid, like as many, many people are. Um, I've always been into cars, you know, playing with little toys, as many kids do. Um, and then I think I just started seeing a lot of, like, supercars and nice cars around Leicester um, back in about 2016, start of 2016. Um, and then I must have just seen a few cars around um, 
people, you know, I used to just take pictures on my personal account and just upload them and stuff like that. And I was like, why don't I make a, you know, a new, another account? Um, and then, um, I don't know, I just, I just tried the username Supercars of Leicester and it was available, luckily, you know, and I was really grateful to find the name and I just started posting on there you know, around like February time was kind of my first post and I wasn't really finding many cars. I was just, you know, didn't even know how to take, you know, properly a picture of a car. It was just, just yeah. when I was, you know, zooming past while I was driving or something like that. Um, and yeah, and then I started just posting more pictures. Um, uh, like a something I can remember was um, probably one of the main kind of first things that was a catalyst towards me, you know, starting to build it up a bit was um, I saw um, a red SV on Melton Road. Mm-hmm. It's owned by uh, Mir Patel, um, who's now a good mm-hmm. friend of mine. And I must have seen it just drive past while I was walking on Melton Road, I was like, what is this car? And um, I just took literally the worst picture ever from across the road. And I, ta- I must have tagged him or posted or something like that. And then later on, he he, um, he DM'd me. He was like, wow, this is so cool, like having our own, you know, page for Leicester. Because, you know, there's been pages for London and everywhere there's else. Loads there's loads of others, yeah, there's yeah, loads, yeah. There's loads of pages. And um, he just messaged me, he goes, oh, you know, you should keep this up and, you know, start posting cars regularly and, you know, I'll help you out and I can see that, you know, you can build something for this. And, yeah, it just started from there, really. I've just been posting ever since then, 2016. I went to a few of, like, collections for, you know, people I know, collected cars, um, some new Porsches, new Lamborghinis. Um, and, yeah, just been, just been posting and for, to where it is now, I mean, it's just, completely different to where I started you know I've been you know I take professional pictures of the camera and it's yeah it's been a really really amazing experience that that I mean what what always kind of fascinates me is yeah. that transition from doing something that you love um and then turning that into something which you can create some momentum with right yeah. and and like there's a lot of people who think they love something but then they keep it in the back of their mind and they won't take it any further. But in yeah. your case, you did take it further in the sense that you then created that Instagram page that was specific to supercars in Leicester, right? What is it in your mind, like when you look back on that experience that made you think, I'm going to just stop create, I'm, 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 I'm going to stop just taking random photos for my own kind of, page and I'm, I'm now gonna create something that is specific to you know uh, Leicester and I'm, I'm gonna try and create some kind of you know online community for this what was it in your mind that made you do that when you reflect on it um I think it's probably a couple of things a couple of factors I think there was a lot of influence from kind of other people doing it um you know the bigger bigger you know supervisor less the of London you had uh, Tim Shmi 150 you know he had a huge following even then um and yeah I just got encouragement from other people like family and friends like oh you should you know you should start your own page and I thought yeah why not like I'm going to give this a go you know there's no harm in me yeah. doing it it's something I'm passionate about you know and I thought let me you know let me just try it um and yeah once I started posting a few pictures a lot of people were sending me pictures you know, the things they spotted and they wanted me to oh, post wow. it. Oh, wow, okay. It was almost like a, you know, resharing platform, building, and that was, that was a mini community in itself, you see, already, where people, and even now, obviously, people send me loads of pictures that they spot around Leicester. Um, 
So that's kind of where the community side built up already in that sense, where, you know, because I had the username handle and everyone, you know, such a instant recognizable username that yeah. people sent it straight to me or tagged me, use the hashtag. I also, yeah, I, even the hashtag, I started posting with the hashtag a lot back in those yeah. days as well. Yeah. So it's even now generated so many posts just from that hashtag and that's generated that own community in itself, really. And did you did you start it with the view to create an online community or did it happen sort of like organically and naturally over time? I think, yeah, it probably it probably is that. I think it, it definitely, I didn't really think about it really in, in the, you know, I was still quite young then um, and I was just doing it without thinking really. Um, reflect yeah. on it now, I, I probably think it was quite organic in terms of um, building that community and it was just, just happened really like it just then maybe the next couple of years I think it started really just progressing further yeah yeah and I think I mean I'm sure you'll 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 testify to this that when you create an online account right of any, of any sort yeah. it takes time and it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of painful moments right um and I'm sure in your case I mean, just just to give us an idea like how long has it taken you I mean how long has it taken you to get, to get to this point from when you first started? So, so I started the account, I think, 2016, um, so up until now. So it's, it's taken, you know, a lot of time. And in, in that time, there's been periods where I've been a lot, you know, in, you know, as active as I was. So I would say at least a good, probably, I would say at least a good four to five years of actually trying to work on it. There's probably been maybe a year or so where, in a period of time where I wasn't as active um, doing other yeah. things, I just probably didn't have time or motivation maybe then to do it. Um, but yeah, I would say a good five years is required at least to, to try and build up something and, and and a bit of luck as well required as well. And what, what keeps you going, right? Because this is what I'm really fascinated by, Jay, because I, I just find that a lot of people make a start and because they're not getting the rewards like straight away they're not getting a hundred likes or like they're not blowing up on social media they're not make, they're not got like a thousand followers by like tomorrow they yeah. just they switch off and they, you know what it's not worth it but the fact that you've kept going when you look back on it now and even even now like, like what is it that kind of keeps you wanting to keep putting content out there i think the main thing is it just doesn't feel like i'm working if that's kind of how i can oh, yeah, describe yeah. it um you know, I, I do it for fun, really. I mean, sometimes, you know, it can feel like, oh, you know, I need to go and do the shoot. But when, once I'm there, I'm like, yeah, this is why I, I enjoy it, you know. Um, I'm always, I just, as soon as I'm there, I'm just taking my, my camera's out, ready to go. My phone's out, ready to go. Like, I, I'm so used to what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, how to take the pictures. It's just, it comes natural to me now. Um, and I think that's, that's probably one thing that um, if you're in any sort of, starting out in any sort of business I think you've got to enjoy what you're doing and it's quite cliche a lot of people say it now I think it is truly kind of you know you need to think about that um and there's you know there's times where it can be tough and you know you don't feel motivated and that happens with any kind of thing that you start um but I think you've just got to stick with it um and then the rule will come I think yeah 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 can I ask I hope you don't don't mind me asking but um obviously you know we're both Asians and um, you know, uh, I, 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 I find when I, when I was growing up, that kind of idea of 
doing something like social media or doing something which is not seen as within the norms of what is, you know, arguably the right thing to do, like, you know, doing law or medicine or pharmacy. And like this, this new world that we live in now, where I'm sure a lot of young people in the Asian community probably feel a little bit shy, a bit too scared to approach their parents, say, I'm going to be a social media person or I'm going to be a, an influencer, right? They're probably so scared. Like, did you ever have that, like, when you were growing up in terms of um, that kind of uh, challenge? Yeah, I think there's probably been aspects of that. Um, you know, parents do obviously worry about, you know, their child and you know, what they're going to do and career paths and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, I understand that. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, my parents have been really supportive. Um, you know, I, I didn't go to university. I didn't really... Um, I didn't feel that I it just wasn't something that I was interested in really um I did I went to college I studied media production I did really well in that um got really good grades um and then I started off doing an apprenticeship actually um in marketing um and that was kind of my kind of entry into the world of work um and I did that for about five to six years so I did marketing for about five to six years um and yeah that really gave me some kind of stability and that way I could you know have a regular income in as well as have this on the side as a hobby as well as you know creating some additional revenue uh, income uh, revenue for me um so that was kind of where I kind of had had two two sorts two sorts of income in coming in and it was more stable that way um and now I'm now I'm obviously doing this full time um, it is a bit more challenging, but you have, you have to take these kind of risks. And um, it, I'm, I'm just reflecting on like my own experience of starting in this space. I mean, I only began myself probably about a year and a half ago, maybe two years yeah. ago. And yeah. I remember like the early days of worrying about every single post, like every single caption and being so concerned about what other people might think yeah. about the content. Right. And there's a fine line, isn't there, between, you know, spending too much attention on how people might react and how they might see your content versus consistency and getting loads of content out. Um, have you had to kind of struggle with that in terms of kind of that that sort of balance? Um, I mean, it's always nice to get engagement on your posts and stuff like that. You know, you feel kind of you've done some, you know, you've done a good job and, you know, you, you feel a bit of, gratification and you get a reward out of it but you know sometimes you know you've got to just keep posting um and being regular and just just keep keep going at it i think you just got to have that motivation in, in you um and i've just been trying to do that recently as well um just trying to keep active on stories instagram every every other social platform um and you know Instagram, you're not getting the engagement as you as you were before. You know the, the algorithms change, and they're posting more video content, short form video. Um, so you know, in that terms, of, obviously the likes have decreased quite dramatically for me, but I still get good engagement on stories and stuff like that. And you know, people still want to see 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 the cars in Leicester. So I think in terms of that, I'm not too worried about the engagement side of it as much as I was before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? I mean, I, I'm not sure if you if you feel like this, but I think um, I think often um, sometimes you. Uh, I mean, at least I used to anyway. I used to get quite affected by like negative comments, 
like someone saying this is a pile of crap this guy's an idiot whatever doesn't know anything and um whenever i speak to other people they've i they've either going through it now or they've been through it yeah I, i'm guessing you've probably had a bit of that in your in your experience or or, or not so much i think i've been pretty lucky touch wood you know um in terms of kind of negative comments and stuff like that um there's been a few in the, you know in the past um you know whether i'm with this person this person like you know doing content with this person but i mean people don't know what you're doing really um and you just got to focus on kind of just getting the job done and you know kind of you don't need to let it get to you as much it can be hard obviously uh, for some people uh, it depends if you know you know a lot of you know big influencers get a lot more hate and obviously that comes with the the job really um you just you just try and try and ignore it out and just kind of focus on being positive and i think that's that that kind of helps with that yeah what what is it that kind of keeps you going man like in terms of um like keep waking up in the morning and keep doing this like and and the reason i ask is because you mentioned that you're not doing it full time right yeah and i mean i guess before we go into what keeps you going i'd love to understand that transitional process from going from something being a bit of a side hustle to now it being full time uh how do you reflect on that experience um and what are the main sort of challenges to getting to that point where you're doing something you love for a living i mean that must be incredible right yeah i mean it it feels good um i quit my full-time job i think now i'm gonna say about a year ago now um november so coming up to a year now um since i quit my full-time job in marketing Um, was that hard to do it, it was hard to do actually yeah i mean you know it was it was tricky because the company was really good um you know it was a small company there was you know i was kind of the only person marketing there so it wasn't like i was it was i was able to build myself up into a you know a newer role um and i've been with the company for about you know since i started my apprenticeship so i did my apprenticeship with them um so i've been with the company for a while now and um you know it just got to a stage where i just wanted to experience something new i think you know it was a bit kind of you know what am i doing here now like is this what i'm going to do for the rest of my life you know you know and i've always and i was also building up a lot of momentum on my supercar page and you know a lot of my friends and family said you know you should you should try and you know this is something that you're, you know you're doing good you know you should try something and i think it just got to me one day i'm like maybe i should just you know just call it quits and um you know i had to think about it spoke to my parents and i said you know if you really want to do it let's you know go ahead and you know let's we'll support you with you know with what you want to do um which is really grateful um and yeah i i've been now just trying to build up momentum on the page getting photo shoots um here and there and you know just trying to just network with people i think i think that's the main thing is what i've learned from from this industry is you know it's not what you know it's who you know um in this industry and i think that's really helped me um build up my network connections trying to get shoots being invited to events and stuff like that i think that's that's kind of i had that i had that already with me before i even quit my job so i think people trying to do that now they need to make sure that they have at least a little bit of uh, of an idea or they have some kind of network or backing um to be able to do that i think it's it's hard to kind of just quit your job without anything 
in place already. I, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it could be different for other people, but that's that's what I experienced. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Do you think it's somewhat easier? I mean, I, I, I know it's hard to say, but do you think it's somewhat easier being relatively quite young as well? And and I, I'm guessing you, you know, there, there's not much in the way of commitments, I guess, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Is that is that is that fair to say as well? Yeah, that's fair to say. I mean, I'm I'm living at home with a parent, so you know, I don't have a mortgage. I don't have to. Yeah, have yeah. To, uh, break for that. I don't have to pay for. A, you know expenses in terms of that yeah yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it gives me freedom to kind of take risks uh do things you know so that that's that's probably where it, it can be helpful where if you're living at home uh and if you're able to kind of do things and you, you still have some financial backing uh yeah, you know, yeah maybe yeah. up you know that you can take take a risk like that i think it has to be a calculated risk in some senses you know yeah yeah and i mean just just talk us through um, in a bit more detail, because I'm, I'm sure that there are people who will be listening to this um, who are in that position where they're contemplating it, right? Just talk us through in detail, in a bit more detail, if you don't mind, yeah. that kind of um, more detailed analysis of making that decision, right? In terms of like, what were you weighing up? What was coming into your mind? Um, you know, was there like a business plan? Like what... How how like how how in detail did you think about this decision? If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I've always been kind of quite a creative person, um, so I I was always kind of you know building up some you know goals and stuff like that and things I wanted to get done um, over the you know the next year or so. So I had a sort of a rough plan of kind of what I wanted to do. Um, and when I was making the decision of, you know, quitting my job, um, you know, I already had kind of photo shoots in the pipelines. I had creative work that I, you know, already had up, you know, doing, um, it's not just, you know, photography. I do also do graphic design work, you know, marketing work. I do business cards, leaflets, that, that sort of thing. So I can always get other jobs except for photography. You know, I, I can always, I can always do that. So. I think in that term, in that sense, I can I can be quite uh, flexible in terms of where I'm generating my income. Yeah. So those all played a factor in my decision as well. You know, the fact that, like you said, um, I'm living at home. I don't need to pay for rent. Don't need to pay for mortgage. Um, financially, I wasn't you know in any debt with uni loans and stuff like that. So there wasn't those type of aspects uh, to take into account. Um, and yeah, I just, I think I had the mindset of, you know, I just want to be positive and try and build something up. Um, and those, are, those, I think those are the kind of main things that I was considering when I was making that decision. Do you, are you, are you aware of like how rare your situation is? Like in the sense um, that like, you know, I, I, I just know that growing up, there's a formula for success or a perceived formula for success, right? Yeah. Which is like, get your grade to school, go to college, get yeah. a degree, get a mortgage or get a job, get a mortgage, have kids, and then yeah. die, right? Like, that is it, right? And there's, I'm, I'm seeing more and more young people kind of ask themselves, is that really it? Like, I actually want to have a side hustle and I want to try doing this. I want to try and doing that. 
but it's so rare that you then convert that into something which actually allows you to do it full time. And it's it's just I don't know if it ever occurs to you that oh my god, like this is it, this is so contrary to what to what many other young people are doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think sometimes I do kind of like there's a few obviously pinch me moments where you know I'm standing next to a, a LaFerrari or a Koenigsegg or something like that, and I'm sitting inside some of these amazing cars, some rare cars that no one's even seen, you know. Um, and I think I think I do sometimes think about that, you know. Uh, it's not a traditional career path. Um, pretty much the majority of my friends or family have gone to uni, I think. Um, I think all of my close friends have been to uni and they've got a degree. I'm the only one that hasn't. Um, and they're, they're, they've got, they're in a full-time role. Um, and I also was in a full-time role as well. Um, so in terms of that, I think it's, I do think it's, it is quite a unique situ- situation. Um, and I just kind of work with it. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's my kind of journey. And I think I just got to, you know, just see where it goes. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's, it's cool. I think it's pretty cool. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, I hate to go back, but um, you mentioned how supportive your family have been. But I've got to yeah. ask this question, right? Jay, you go to your mum and dad and you say, or to your parents, you say, look, um, I'm not going to university. Like, how did that go? Um, I think I think it was kind of, I think they already knew um, from even before kind of I even started college, you know. I just wasn't really that type of person to go to uni. Like I wasn't, I knew from a start, you know, I didn't want to go down the medical route or the lawyer route or, you know, these type of, you know, degrees that require, you know, you, you require these these types of degrees for these jobs. Um, and I kind of was sort of a little bit lost in terms of what I wanted to do after I finished, you know, secondary school. Um, and I spoke to my parents, my uncle, and, you know, he just, you know, he was, you know, they just gave some suggestions, you know, why don't you try doing A-levels here? Why don't you try doing some media production? You know, you're quite creative. So, you know, I, I you know, I thought, you know, let, let's give it a go and see, you know, if I like it, I like it. If not, I always have the opportunity to, if I wanted to, go uni in the next couple of years, you know. It wasn't like I was locking off the opportunity, um, but I gave it a go. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, my my parents can see that I, you know, I've, I got a job straight away, you know, after co- after college. I did, I got great grades, you know, and it's very hard for uni um, graduates to get jobs. And I was able to get a job straight away doing the apprenticeship and they, they, they took me on full time. So I think that, you know, they were happy with that. You know, I was in a job, I was earning money, I was stable stable financially um so i think in after they realized that i think they were they were fine about it um so i think it happens with all asian parents even you know it's it's a very common thing um and i think you just gotta you just gotta bring some results really and show them you know that this is the right path for me yeah What what what's been the um the biggest struggle for you in terms of achieving the success you've achieved to date? And and if you kind of look back and just think about it for a second, what what would you what would you say it's been? Um, I would say 
a lot of the times I feel like sometimes um, they, you know, people always praise my work. I don't praise my work enough sometimes, I think. I feel like um, I don't think it's good enough sometimes or, you know, people are like, oh, your work is amazing. I'm like, when I look at my photos, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, is it really? Like, you know, sometimes a bit, I don't get that motivation sometimes of like, you know, yeah, I'm, this is it, you know, this is this is my work and I should be proud of it. Um, so that's been, a, you know, I think that's probably a, a, something that's I, I, I'm trying to work on really, um, you, know, you know, making sure that I'm really, you know, working towards that really, yeah. Um, and just making myself proud of my work and the quality of my work and showing off really, that's, that's I yeah. think the main thing. Would, would I be right in thinking that, did I get this right when you're talking about your journey to start this whole thing, um, yeah. you actually learned photography in 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 the process. Is that is that right? Or was that a skill you had from before? Um, I've always kind of even before that. I was always, um, I think, I'm trying to think now. I think even before I started the page, I think um, I think my dad bought an SLR because he he was you know he wanted to do photography. Um, even my granddad who not here anymore he was quite a big photographer back in the day so I think I probably got that in my in myself you know um passed down the de- generations really um so I've always been you know taking pictures at family events and I was always I've always been the photographer there you know they don't have to they don't have to ask me I'm always bringing the camera to any family events weddings pre-wedding celebrations um so you know in terms of that I always had an eye for kind of photography and you know, in back in looking at my pictures from 2016, I just feel embarrassed looking at them like you know, they were just really rubbish. Um, and now, I've, over the years, it, just, it takes time, obviously, uh, to build up a style. Um, I generally take all my pictures in portrait mode, so I'm always catering for Instagram portrait videos, portrait photos. So you know, I know that I know I know what what's what's working and what's not working. Um, so in terms of that, I, I know that the kind of ways of working social media instagram from from doing it for so long yeah that's amazing i mean um what would you say has been your sort of your biggest sort of like learning lesson um kind of the the, the biggest thing that, that, that you've taken um in, in terms of something you've gained or, or, or benefited from in terms of lessons that you've kind of learned over the last the last couple of years from staying on the page i think it's important to have um a good network of people um good friend circle um and just to be clear right you you never had this network from before right this just developed over time yeah right? yeah, yeah of course um yeah back in 2016 i didn't know anyone I, you know i don't really know i know I, there was a, I knew a few people and they're not i wasn't close with them um and i think building up the page has really allowed me to to do that you know if i'm you know if i i go i go if i see someone with the Lamborghini Park to Leicester, I'm always trying to take a picture, say hi to them. Oh, hi, I'm Jay from Supercars Leicester. That's how it, you know, that's my, that's my introduction. That's how I network, you know. They see my page, they give me a follow, I get their number maybe. They, they ask me for a photo shoot. I mean, without the page, there isn't really anything to go by. Um, so that's, that's my, I think one of the lessons I've learned is, you know, you need something to kind of um, back up your kind of, your, uh, you know, and I think that's really helped me um, 
Have you yeah. have you always been like that, Jay? Like, I mean, you you sound like someone who's been who's, who's quite confident and quite able to strike up a conversation with someone quite random who you've never met before. Yeah, I think like yeah. That, has that been you through and through all the time, or have you become like this? I think obviously having having I think having the pitch gives to give me the confidence. It gives me kind of um, a way of kind of giving the introduction without just seeing like a random person who's just taking a picture of someone's car. Because um, yeah. sometimes, it, sometimes owners are not very keen on sharing their cars, you know. That's what um, I was going to ask you actually. Like, do you ever come across yeah. people who are like, no, I'd rather you don't? Like, I'm, um, I think um, generally people are quite happy for me to share their cars uh, as long as, as long as you know, even even with number plates, I think a lot of people are okay with that. I think just location wise, just making sure that I'm not taking a picture outside the house and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that's just, you know, just keeping them safe and for their own security. But generally, I think. Most people are really happy to take for me to take pictures of their cars because they want to sh- you know show them off and they they don't really want to post them on their own social media. They'd rather have it on a platform where a lot of like-minded individuals. Yeah, like yeah, so true. You know, they don't yeah. really want to post it on their family pages or their personal pages because their family really won't really are not interested in that. You know, so they'd rather post it or share it to me um, or get me to do a shoot, and I can share it. And you know they they can I know some people have even made their own Instagram just for their car account so they can post pictures of mine and pictures they take you know but they've they've made their own Instagram account just because they want to share their own their own cars and they've built up a a bigger collection of cars now so yeah I think generally you know people love cars I mean there's not really I mean why wouldn't you yeah I know I know and it's it's um my my own love for cars is what led me to create behind the wheel but what I'm a lot more fascinated by, as you can tell from the from the name, is the person driving the car, right? And I'm always like super excited to meet these people because I feel like the car is a reflection of their own mindset. I mean, obviously there are some people who are just born with wealth and you know that's totally cool. But I'm in a place where I'm like, whenever I see someone driving a nice car, I want to understand like their whole life and how they've got to achieve so much and get through the huge amount of pain and struggle and hardship. And I guess what I'd love to understand is you've obviously met a lot of people who have, you know, had the pleasure of being able to own these super nice cars. What is it that you've kind of maybe taken back from your encounters with them so far? Um, That's a good question. Um, so there's a range of people and you know that I've met. Um, some people have started their own businesses themselves. Some people have, have got family businesses. Um, so I think the main thing is they, they're just so focused on kind of their business. Um, um, and they just I think they're just very positive. You know, they're very respectful people. Um, I, I, I think the people that are really um, Share with other people that don't really, they don't need to show off the cars as much. You know, they they do they don't need to the cars do the talking. They don't they don't need to show show it off. You know, they people know that they've got the cars, um, and I think you know it comes to a time where you know it can get you know I know some owners are like oh, it's they get bored of looking at them you know sometimes, and it's it's like wow you know, um, but I think you've just got to be kind of thoughtful about you know you need to be grateful of what you've achieved and what you've done um 
and I think yeah that that's kind of what I've seen and what I've heard from people um that they are that's amazing if you were to kind of um I don't know like pinpoint I'm not sure whether you could tell this or not but is there one particular person you've met you've just thought like wow like you are such an inspirational person um that you've kind of found real kind of gel with um there's a, there's, a, there's a good few people um, that um, I'm always, you know, hanging out with or I've taken shoots with people. Um, I think there's one person um, that I've always had loads of support from, and that's my friend, Mir Patel. Um, and he's he's only a year older than me. Um, and he he's an individual that's really helped me build build this journey and he, he he saw he saw the vision I had and he's been so encouraging in terms of you know helping me out with things um and we've built a really great relationship you know um and he's got some amazing cars um and you know the whole family is really great you know we, we get along really well um and you know I see you know he, he's a very hard-working individual he you know they have a very really great business um and I think those type of those type of connections um, are quite rare to have. Um, yeah. um, you know, someone who's very you know you can talk to very easily, um, um, and it's it's just it's just refreshing to see you know um, to think that you can just you know have a normal conversation with someone, um, and it, it it doesn't really it's just it's just nice nice to see I think yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, really, it's really, it's really, really nice to, you know, I could name a few other people um, as well, um, but I, you know, it, I think yeah, Mir's been a really, really great person to, in this journey for me. Um, and he's always shown support, and he's always, you know, helped me out when I needed to. I think that's what I found of a, of, a, of a my sort of journey today, because yeah. you know, the, the podcast is about interviewing people who work with or own uh, super nice cars and. What you saw, what I've sort of learned along the way is that these people are human beings, and they 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 have the same um, problems, anxieties, issues, whatever else that we face, right? Um, albeit on a different scale, perhaps, right? And to me, that's been quite enlightening, quite refreshing, in the sense that you know, um, if anything, it's motivation that you know you can achieve whatever you put your mind to, uh, because they're not born like superhuman with like super crazy abilities um they've just been through a journey and it's their mindset that's taken them so far and in terms of um if if you were to start off supercars of leicester again like tomorrow or today yeah what would you do what would you do differently oh that is a tricky question um that's really tricky um hmm. i think I think I'd probably probably not worry too much about kind of um, the engagement side. Obviously, I think ah, this, is, this is a really hard question. Actually, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'd, I'd do differently. Um, I think it's hard to it's hard to say because I've kind of taken what was kind of just pictures randomly and I've you know polished them and made them look amazing um and I think it's hard to kind of 
kind of start there. If I started it now, um, I think it'd be hard to kind of progress to make it even kind of, there's not a huge gap of, you know, there's not a lot of progression left to kind of work through, if that makes sense. I think you've got to start somewhere where, you know, you can build up build up the kind of the quality of the pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, if I started off with like the best camera, the best equipment, um, I think I'd be at a certain point and then I'd be like, where do I go next? I think there would be, I'd reach like a top almost, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, there's other things I could do differently um, in terms of branding maybe or, you know, captions, posts, that kind of thing, maybe posting on a more regular basis, more videos, Maybe because of what Instagram is now, I think those those are, those are the type of things I'll probably do really. But yeah, I I've never heard that song before actually. Like in the sense that if I had bought the highest quality camera and I'd spent so much time trying to get the quality right, then there isn't really much to improve on in terms yeah. of on that front, right? But I think what's really cool is that despite the fact that you started off with photos that could be higher quality later on, yeah. you've gone on that journey. And I think yeah. people have gone on that journey with you. And that's the that's the beauty of social media, right? Is that the people that follow you see you progress and move on and you get to go on that journey with them. I think that's just so, so cool. Um, but to hear you say that, you know, um, if I start off with all the amazing tech and stuff, I think many people are like, no, nah, I'm not going to get started because I've got to get the perfect camera. I've got to get yeah. the perfect, you know, uh, photo. I've got to get the perfect light. I'm going to, I've got to get everything perfect before I start. But what you've just said is actually like, that's, that's not the most important thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think, you know, even, you know, even not just, you know, super photography, I think it, it can be, on all sort of other social media platforms, you know, people starting a YouTube channel, you know, they, they want to try and be the best. They want to be like Shmi or someone like that. You know, Shmi has been doing this for 10 years and he's started off just recording on his little camcorder in London, you know, um, to where he is now earning 10, you know, tens of cars in a big showroom that he's got, a big unit. Um, so, you know, no one can start from there now, you know, he's had this journey and I think everyone needs to have their own journey, like you said. Because um, I think that's the only way you're going to learn and experience things and, you know, have, you know, things that don't work out, you know, things that will fail. Um, and I think that's that's where it's hard to kind of, when you when people are trying to start now, I think they're looking at the current, the present, and trying to be that. Whereas you just got to pick up a camera, just keep posting, and you'll, that's the way you're going to learn, really. That's, that's I think that's. That's what I think. Yeah, I know. I know. There's a there's a certain philosophy of you know read like ten books and like watch like twenty thousand hours of videos and like just be an absolute geek and then yeah. start. And I'm like, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of that. I just feel like that's just you've got to make a start because you've got to let people almost be the judge of your quality rather than you be the judge. Yeah, and I think often we kind of think that people. I mean, you'll, you'll have been through this, right? There, I'm sure there's there's posts that you've done and you've thought, that was awful, but it did really well. Or vice oh. versa, right? <laughs> Where you've taken the best shot ever and it's like, 
no one thought it was that good or no one engaged with it as much, right? Yeah. It's just the way it happens, right? 100%. I mean, there's been many occasions like that, you know, I've literally just taken a picture on my phone. You know, some iPhone pictures have gotten more <laughs> engagement than a picture that I've spent hours editing. I'm like, what, what is happening here? But it just shows that, you know, either the, the algorithm was different then or people just want real pictures sometimes, you know, just a picture of you at an event or something or in the petrol station even. You know, people just love just random pictures. I think those candid shots sometimes, people really kind of... Um, they enjoy them um, and they can relate to them, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's, you just you just got to see what works and test, try new things, test them out, see what works. Uh, and that's that's the way you're going to really build up your engagement or, you know, build up, a, you know, your audience. Yeah. What What's just for those who can try to visualise your world, right? Yeah. Um, you are now in a photo shoot. You've got an amazing car in front of you. Yeah. Right? You've got unlimited access, right? What are the things that are going through your mind when you are thinking about angle, lighting, all that sort of good stuff? Um, it, it depends on the car, really. Um, you know, I've taken pictures of, you know, I start taking pictures from supercars to hypercars onwards, you know, and even just luxury cars sometimes if people need any pictures. Um it's on a car basis, really, but you know I use a very similar formula in terms of the way I take the pictures, and I've got my own certain style that people like, and that's what they hire me for. Um, so, you know, so when I'm I'm there, you know, generally a shoot will be an hour to two hours, depending on how much they've you know booked me out for. Um, and I generally kind of use a couple of lenses if I need to, the type of style they want, you know, the client wants, um, and I just kind of get in the mindset, you know, just focus on getting the pictures I want you know I've done this so many times now I think you know it, it's I find it quite easy to kind of you know know the angles I'm not really thinking about it too much um you know I always try and change up my style now and then you know I don't want to keep it you know I want to keep it quite fresh and organic as well um so yeah I think you just you just gotta have the little routine in place you know that you always have you know making sure that you've got all the angles covered I suppose um Checking the images are clear, you know, in focus, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, those type of things. You just gotta, those are things in the back of your head, you know. Um, what about for the page? What about for Supercars of Leicester? Like when you're like, you know, when you're out and about and you want to try and put something out there for your page, like what would you typically think about when you're, um, when you're trying to yeah, catch I mean, that phone? Usually, recently, you know, in the summer, we had such a big influx of cars on the road in Leicester. And, you know, either I'm finding the pictures, I'm driving around and I get, take a picture um and i just put it as a live upload you know don't need to edit it straight from the camera i just post it you know or, the, or whether that be someone um dming me on instagram saying oh i found this picture i literally always try and make sure i tag them you know spotted by whoever it was and it just helps you know it, it encourages people to send me pictures you know they they want to have their pictures seen on the page you know they get good, you know, they get my, my got a few followers from it, you know. So it's, it's really nice in terms of that kind of community, you know. Um, another thing that I don't really think I've mentioned too much on my Instagram page is I actually have a Discord group. Um, um, if you've heard of the Discord um, community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's it's generally kind of um I would say between five to ten of kind of the original supercar spotters in Leicester and a few other kind of you know owners. And I've got a few channels on there and we just tend to if someone finds a picture, someone finds a nice number plate, we'll put it in the Discord group, we'll have a discussion about a car, someone's bought a new car, you know, that kind of thing. Um and yeah, we just kind of have that kind of little mini community for just the spotters, and it kind of helps us all out. Um, so yeah. Sean, is that what you created? Yeah, so I created it. Um, the Discord is called Car Talk, actually. Um, okay. And um, it was something I did around about a year ago or so. Um, and you know, I've, had, I've I've considered maybe opening up to to more people. Um, um, it may be something I'll do in the future. Um, it's kind of generally all the car spotters. That I've known and built up a network with it. You know, if there's a what car, did you to do it? Like, what was the what was the thought process? Um, I think it was just an easy thing to have. Like, Discord's been quite popular in the past couple of years, and I think it's just a, a great way of having a little group without using a WhatsApp group or something like that, uh, where everyone can just be on there, um, upload the picture, have a conversation. If there's a car, oh, there's a car in town. Well, let's find a location. We'll put the location down. If it's still there, people go, can go and take a picture of it, you know, that kind of thing. And I think a lot of people have that in London, you know, there's a, all this, the car clubbers, they must have a group, you know, of, you know, this car's at the Berkeley Hotel, this one's outside Harrods, you know. I think it's good to have that kind of little network where like-minded photographers can can engage with everyone. And it's nice to have a little conversations with, you know, people that are, that are the same as me, really. Um, so, yeah, that's a little community that I've had. Um, and maybe in the future, I might open up to other people you know starting out i think that that'll be quite nice as well i want to um i want to go i want to have a quick chat about car spotting right in the yeah. sense that people out there don't quite understand this concept of car spotting and like why people would do it and yeah. i i know why like and i just think like the the feeling of being in the presence of something like this and then sharing that with the world is super it's just in me, right? But um, help us understand, if you can, what is it about cars and perhaps even car spotting that you think is just so, like, why is it a thing? Because it is a thing, right? Like, you get yeah. people on YouTube who do this, like, full-time, like, car spotting, yeah. and you just think, like, there are people that think, how? Like, why? Just what, what, what do you think about when you think about car spotting? And I guess on a more broader note, why cars, bro? Um, okay, so I think what it comes down to is, you know, if you go to kind of even, I've, I was thinking about this um, a while back, and um, what I thought was is, you know, and I, if you go to kind of a dealership or, you know, a Lamborghini or Porsche or someone like that, you expect to see the car there. You know what cars are, you know what cars are there. You know there's going to be a few nice cars there, you know, because Lamborghini, you know that you're going to see at least an event all there. So you're expecting it. I think. When you when you're doing car spotting, I think it's such a spontaneous thing that happens. You get that adrenaline rush, you get that little buzz of seeing, you know, even if I see that same car pop up, even I'm gonna be like, okay, that's cool. If I see that car now driving towards me, or if I'm even better following it, I think that is where the, there's something in me that I'm like, right, this is just crazy. Like even if I know the person, like if I know the person even. Now, I've seen the car parked up. I've seen it in the, in the person's garage so many times. If I see it out, outside in Leicester on the road 
I think it's just a different experience. There's something that you just, within car enthusiasts, that just get them going, you know, and just taking a picture of it, capturing it candidly, you know, in the moment, in a location, especially if it's in Leicester, even better, because I can then post it. Um, and people just go crazy, you know. As soon as I pitch, post a picture of some crazy car, I think my craziest spot, recently um what was it i think not, not even recently i think i saw an slr um, mclaren um and this was quite a few years back and it had the number plate five lr so it spells slr perfectly oh man <laughs> i just lost it like i was like there's no way this is in leicester like it's just you know an slr is quite a rare card these days um yeah. and just i, I it just you just get that buzz. I don't, I don't know. It's just a hard thing to explain. If you're not a car person, I think you're not going to know, you know, you don't get that feeling. Um, and there's a lot of people just blind an eye to a Lambo going past or, a, you know, rain, you know, SBR or a Hurricane, you know, but the people that are into cars will just, you know, it's sometimes it's dangerous. Honestly, when I'm driving, my neck is, <laughs> I've got to you know, um, be careful. We've got to be responsible. Um, and also your question about why cars. Um, it, it's, it's either you're a car person or you're not, I think. There's two camps. Um, and I think you can, you can, you can be, you've got to be, it's got to be from when you were younger, I think. You know, your childhood, I think, has an impact on how, how much into cars you are. Um, and, you well, there's sort of like, well, there's sort of like childhood experiences that, that shape that, that, that love. Um, I think it's just from like family, you know, my dad's always been to cars and my granddad was into cars, you know, they always used to repair their cars. I was a you know a little baby and they used to, like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to like help them change, you know, brake pads and discs and service the cars and stuff like that. So I've always grown up with it. I've always had people doing it and I've experienced it from a young age. And, you know, I used to go to car shows, NEC and stuff like that when I was younger and you know, I think, yeah, if, if your family or, you know, friends and stuff have a passion, I think you, you generally, there's something you're, in, you know, there's something that you're, you have in common with, with people um, yeah. and you can relate to them, you know, all we talk about is cars, you know, it's just crazy. I'm scrolling through Autotrader constantly looking at cars, prices, you know, that type of thing is when you have a passion for something, you know, you, you, you just live and breathe it really, Yeah. And um, I've got one or two more final questions, if you don't yeah. mind. Um, and they've, they've come to me as I'm as I'm thinking about it. And this is really for the benefit of people who have an idea about what their passion is, but they don't quite know how to actually execute on it. Um, for you, obviously, Instagram was your main kind of vehicle, right? Um, mm-hmm. In terms of putting your work out there and building an online community and now being able to do that full time. Can I ask why you picked instagram as opposed to you know being a youtuber or being say a um a a vlogger or being someone who reviews cars right because there's so many angles you could have gone down right you know when you think about cars you know you've got like the the likes of supercar blondie but you've also got the likes of matt watson or you've also got the likes of car journalists right um there's so many different avenues but you focused on this on on this one area why was this area for you? Like, why? What was the reason you 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 chose that route? 
Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I've always been someone that's kind of been more behind the cam behind the camera rather than in front of it. Um, I don't really post myself much on the page. I try and you know tend to keep the cars on there. Um, so in that terms of sense, you know, uh, Instagram was a very photographic heavy platform when I started. You know, there was they didn't even have video then. So you know, as someone that was taking pictures, I think Instagram was the perfect platform. It was a perfect way to show your portfolio. Um, and I just stuck with it, you know. Um, there's been times where I thought about doing YouTube. Um, there's been times, you know, thought about doing you know, even a podcast maybe. Um, but, you know, I think I've just stuck to what I know kind of thing and just built up my, you know, experience and posts on, on Instagram. Um, but I've actually, you know, now started doing a lot more on TikTok now. And I see you're quite a big person doing TikToks and I always see your TikToks. And, I think that is a platform that I'm kind of, you know, spending a bit more time on at the moment. Yeah, it's, I mean, as as you said, right, the algorithms often throw you off a little bit and you yeah. always think about how to, like, how to kind of, you know, work with them, right? Um, for, from your perspective, um, just finally before going to sort of closing this off, but um, how have the algorithms changed since you started and how has that affected what you like what you do yeah um so yeah you know instagram's always had you know i think maybe the past i say only in the last two or three years uh, i've seen you know the, the instagram be very different to what it was before you know you could really build up a big following on instagram before you know very easily you could build up thousands of followers within a few months you know um and that's really was quite you know encouraging you know when you could post things and i think it danced down to the feed you know when the chronological order changed and it started being you know this cult, you know cultivated feed and they, they changed it up i think that was very a different time where a lot of people used to you know it was 5 p.m 6 p.m people used to post and people would wait you know and that's what i would do i'd post at that time and everyone knew you know, to, they're going to be posting out. The likes will just go straight up, sky high, you know. Um, but now it's just, I don't even know what time to post now. Honestly, I just keep testing out some different times to post because I, I honestly don't know the right time anymore. Um, and I think that's also, you know, that, that, that change in the algorithm from Instagram um, really kind of, to, you know, you really have to start doing a bit more work in terms of, trying to do other things on Instagram, whether that be, you know, carousels now they've introduced yeah. or doing polls to get into, you know, posting more on the stories and, you know, tagging the, the post in there to, you know, you know, move traffic to the post to get engagement, whether that be linking to my website, you know, trying to get, you know, people to go onto that. Um, so that that's that's where Instagram's changed and algorithms changed and they've obviously now started reels and I've been trying to do real content, short form video. And there's been a few that have gone did well on there. But the majority is very, you know, I've had reels that have had about, you know, a thousand views. And now the past three weeks ago, it just started going crazy again. Like, and now it's on 18,000 views. I'm like, well, what is this? Like, you just don't know when anything's going to yeah, well it's, it's hard. It's it's um, so hard to like kind of get your head around it. But I think, and this this actually brings me on to my next point around analytics, right? And how much emphasis or time or focus do you place on analytics? And um, 
you know how 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 important of a of a role do you do you do you put on that? Um, I'll be honest with you. I hardly look at my analytics. Um, I uh, I mean I think I've, I, I yeah very rarely I look at my analytics in terms of kind of the trends. You know I sometimes look at you know the audience, the location, you know the percentage male female kind of that kind of thing. But I I, I generally don't really look at it that much. Um, I don't think. Um, maybe maybe I should really I don't know um, I, I just don't feel like me looking at it has much impact in terms of me posting stuff I mean I could look at the times of day but it doesn't really doesn't help me it doesn't matter I'm, I'm the exact same I'm the exact same I find that there are some people who are obsessed by it and swear yeah. by it I'm very much like mm, I think it's good to know but yeah. I don't really dictate too much because I'm just like because I'm also very much like you can't it should never stop you from posting. <laughs> like that's yeah, the key exactly. thing. Like, yeah. It's just post. <laughs> like you yeah, know, yeah. I think some people use the analytics as a, as a way of kind of saying, "Ah, oh, I shouldn't post this time, and I'm not going to post for a week or whatever." It's like that's just no. Like just just get your content out there. Everything else kind of works out as, as long as you do it consistently. Yeah. Um. I guess. Um, I guess. Finally, man, looking to the future now, bro, and looking at supercars of Leicester, the brand, mm-hmm. um, the concept, the vision. Um, where do you see supercars of Leicester in, like, say, I don't know, five to ten years down the line, man? It's, uh, it's hard to hard to say that. It's a good question. Um, you know, I just I want to carry on, you know, posting stuff. Um, you know, um, I think I want to try and be a bit more persistent in terms of posting. I've been trying to, you know, get a few more shoots in recently. Um, in terms of long term strategy, I think. It's hard to say, you know, I don't know whether I'll be, you know, doing this in five, ten years. There might be something else that comes about, you know. Um, you just gotta you just gotta see what's right for you in the time. I think, you know, having such a you know, five and ten years is quite a long time away, you know. We didn't have TikTok a few years ago. Um so yeah, yeah. that's that's you know, that's you know, we didn't even have Instagram stories not even five, six years ago. So um it's hard to say, you know, the long term plan, but I, I think you just gotta be consistent with it, you know, build up uh, an even more bigger network and just see see what comes about really um i think you just gotta focus on it put, put in some more hard work and you know see, see what happens i think um i'm not really the type of person that kind of builds out like a five-year plan um i kind of just go with what i feel is right at the time um yeah. and i think that that's a that's that works for me uh, it might not work for others um and yeah just you know Maybe we can have a, another chat in a few years' time and see where it goes. Um, you absolutely, know. man. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, just just finally, say you've got, and I'm, I'm sure you've had, you know, young people come up to you and um, you know ask you, you know, um, like Jay, I, I, you know, um, I'm feeling a little bit lost. I don't know what I want to do. I've got bad grades. Um, I want to start something just like you did many years ago, but I don't know. Like how I don't know what I don't know what I should be doing. What would be your advice to them, to those young people out there who are like a little bit lost, a bit confused, a bit stressed, but they like what you do, they like the direction you've gone, and they want to try to build something similar. What would be your advice to them? And I think um, something that I've kind of been learning about. You just gotta just try and taste new things. I think you gotta just. Um, 
you know whether that's if they want to go into this industry you know you've got to you've got to try it you've got to take action you've got to either you know you need to find out what you're good at you know i'm better at doing photography than video stuff you know or being in front of the camera some people you know the younger people might be better at talking to the camera and um, i think without you trying it you, you just don't know i think it's important to just taste you know i like saying you know, just taste a few things you know some people don't like certain things you know it's like food you know you just don't know if you don't try it you don't know um so i think that's probably what i'd say to, to young people people my age starting out um you know once you you, you build up a little bit of a momentum you know you, you like you know they like doing more you know vlog stuff video work you know looking going to dealerships maybe taking some youtube videos just try that try it for a few months if you feel like it's not going anywhere then you kind of pivot you know it's, it's always important to kind of you know understand and reflect on what's not going right um and you know start you know not start something completely different but you know just move your you know shift your mindset a little bit to something else in that sort of area um mm. and mm. that way you kind of build up such a big you know a vast range of skills just doing that um and those skills are you know really valuable um because later down the line you might need them so yeah. you know i think i think it's just important to just try things um and just you know go from there so powerful about the skills um in the sense that a lot of young people might think well you know what like i don't, I don't want to waste my time by trying this thing out but actually, actually, what you're saying is, you know what, you don't know what you'll become as a result of it. And yeah. the skills that you develop, even if they don't work out, can still be used in so many other parts of your life. And um, I think often people kind of, even, even those that are working like nine to five and are unhappy in their job, they have this perception that they have to like leave their job tomorrow, right? Yeah. And one of the biggest things that I'm a biggest, I'm a huge advocate, right, is like, just try different things, see what's working out. And when you can try and get to a point where you can, you know, if your basic kind of thing is if, if the money you're getting from that side hustle is now the same as what you're getting from your, from your day job, then at that point you've got a choice to make. But you don't have to actually have one or the other. You can do both. And um, that's been so powerful, so, so powerful. I think that's been the same with you in the sense that, you yeah. know, you, were, you had your day job, started to go to lessons only up to that point where you felt comfortable taking that decision it enabled to I think that's just so so powerful man um Jay um honestly you have no idea um how much I've been wanting to do this because I've been following your content for quite some time I absolutely love your content always have and it's always been the back online to kind of have you on the podcast but as the case with you when you put your work out there when you put yourself out there the universe kind of comes together and, yeah. and 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 does the work for you to some degree. And I'm so lucky I met you a couple of weeks ago um, yeah. at the event. So thank you so much for your valuable time. I do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, look forward to, uh, to to staying in touch and watching the brand grow even even bigger. I really appreciate it, man. And uh, it's been it's been great having this talk. And yeah, it was really great meeting you there. And you know. It's great that you asked me to come on um, those few weeks ago and, you know, it's been, it's been really, really great um, talking to you.